How you doing there, computer? Are you recording me? Check, check. There I am. There you are. Hey, hey, hey Alex. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought of a, a new way to intro the show. What is it? This time it's personal. Effects, that is. When did you think you that up? You started facepalming before I even Because I knew, I knew what was coming. I didn't know exactly what it was, but I knew. <laughs> who, are we, um, who are we talking to this week? We're talking to our buddy, Corey, who we worked with at the video store. I worked with. I never worked with him. He, uh, we, our times never overlapped. He was one of my favorite people to work with. And you told you this story, right? Mm-hmm. While you were working together? Mm-hmm. It stuck with me all these years. All right. Well, let's, just, let's do it. Let's listen to Corey's story. Uh, my name is Corey J. Brewer. I'm 38 years old, and uh, I work in a, uh, like a film post-production house. You like clean and organize negative for uh, TV shows. In 2002, I was a roadie for the Murder City Devils. I was sell t-shirts for them while they were on tour. They were a rock and roll band in Seattle. They were signed to Sub Pop. Or they broke up in 2001? Yeah, 2001. Because in 2002, part of the members started a new band called Dead Low Tide. And they asked me if I would go on tour with them and sell t-shirts for them. And uh, I said yes because... I liked those guys and it sounded like fun and I was, you know, like 23 years old and what else would I be doing? After the Murder City Devils broke up, it seemed like they put a focus on having more fun on tour, making it a point to like, on a day off, we're going to like go play mini golf or we're going to like go to a water park. Whatever, like trying to have like more goofy fun. It was great. We had a blast. We did a ton of crafts on nights off and stuff, <laughs> like in like hotel rooms. Like we would do craft nights and shit. An example is there. There was a night off where we pulled into a town, like this tiny little town that was in between two places that they were going to be playing, and we're like, well, we're going to be spending the night in nowhere, in the middle of a very square state, and. We like pulled into a parking lot where there was a fabric craft store and we all pulled names out of a hat of people in the van and you got a half an hour in the craft store and you had to get everything you would need to build a puppet of that person. The name that you pulled had to be a secret and we would figure it out as we were building them. So then, you know, that evening we're just like six dudes in a hotel, you know, like a motel room in the middle of nowhere, like building these puppets of each other and like trying to guess like who has who. And um, <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. So the the tone of this tour is definitely like goofy projects, like lots of fun, which brings me to we get to Boston where they're playing at a club called the Middle East, which has like a cafe restaurant upstairs and a big venue downstairs. And we, we get in, and uh, we're, like, loading in, and the on the stage there's a set list, and we're, like, looking at the set list, and it's not a normal set list of the band that had 
played the night before, there's like lots of technical notes about like what's happening in between songs and set changes and blah, blah, blah. But the names of all the songs are all public enemy songs. And we're like, what the hell's going on here? And the guy working the stage is like, oh, public enemy shot a video here yesterday, like a live, like a live video. And we we're like, like a live concert. And they're like, yeah. And we're like, holy crap, public enemy played here yesterday. That is awesome. And he was like, eh, yeah, you know, you know, he seemed fairly non enthused about it, but we're all kind of excited. And uh, we go into the green room, which is like just off the stage. And there's a plate with a cheeseburger on it. And the cheeseburger has one bite out of it. <laughs> and it's, really stands out in the room like there's almost nothing else in this room like there's nothing to drink there's nothing to eat there's no snacks there's just a plate with a cheeseburger with a single bite taken out of it so what's the story with the cheeseburger and the guy working the stage kind of groans and he's like in the middle of public enemy set flavor flavor announced that he wanted a cheeseburger and he would not perform anymore until a cheeseburger was delivered to him on stage. And, you know, people kind of laugh, but apparently he really kind of dug in his heels and would not perform until he got his cheeseburger and... You take into account, like, when you go into, like, a cafe or whatever and you order a cheeseburger, it takes a minute. And imagine that time elapsing in front of, like, a crowd. And we're kind of, like, our jaws are just, like, on the floor. We're like, oh, my God, we can't believe this concert just, like, ground to a halt. This Flavor Flav wants a cheeseburger. And we have the evidence in front of us that when it finally does arrive, he took a single bite of it and set it aside. <laughs> so we asked the question anybody would ask in that situation, which is, can we have this? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy kind of laughed and he was like, yeah, sure. Do do whatever you want. So me and uh, Gabe Kerbrat, the tour manager, roadie for Dead Low Tide, myself, Cody Willis, who's playing drums. We had noticed when we pulled in that there was like a paint store, I think, or like something along those lines, next door. And we went in and we asked if they had like epoxy resin. And in the parking lot of... Oh, the, to, to like preserve it? Yes. So we got this like epoxy resin where you kind of like, you know, it comes in like two tubes and you like mix them together. And in the parking lot of the club on top of like a empty drum flight case epoxy-sealed Flavor Flav's cheeseburger. What did it look like? It looked like a cheeseburger <laughs> underneath a bunch of, like, epoxy. Like it was, was it shiny? It was totally shiny. Um, it looked really gross, honestly, <laughs> because, like, it looks kind of wet. How long did it take to dry? Uh, it took a couple hours to dry. Where and, was it drying? Uh, it was drying in the van. And uh, we, well, we had to do it outside, which is not great because it collects dirt. Yeah. And that, 
that will compromise your seal. And uh, <laughs> we eventually we were like, well, we got to do something safe. And I think we just like set it underneath. I want to pretend we got a cloche to cover it up. <laughs> we didn't. I'm sure we just like set it in the van. We're like, we'll deal with this later. And, uh, you know, went in. It played the show. It was plenty fun. We came back out. The whole van reeked of uh, epoxy resin sealant yeah. shellac, whatever. And, uh, you know, we just kind of aired it out a little bit. And Flavor Flay's cheeseburger mostly hung out like on the dash of the van. And uh, it kind of was like the uh, good luck charm for the rest of the trip. It was a great conversation piece. <laughs> Apparently still is. Um, and when we got home from that tour, Gabe moved into the house that I had just moved into. So the cheeseburger stayed at our place. And uh, I don't know if your grandparents had like the two fancy plates that they would have kind of like upright so that you could see them oh yeah and like little stands so you could yeah everyone can have a look yeah we had it set up like that for a while <laughs> with the with the top bun facing out yeah <laughs> okay um there was certainly talk of turning it into a clock which would you know and then yeah. turning that clock Makes into sense. a necklace yeah <laughs> <laughs> the years were not kind to the cheeseburger and it it did age we maybe didn't do the best job like, you don't what did get it say- look like? <laughs> it just started to it just started to age very poorly. Like the lettuce was clearly getting like <laughs> it was dying. It was dead. And as it started to like deflate inside the seal, because the seal doesn't deflate, but the burger does, you could tell it was kind of getting a little hollow in there. Oh, it was very unpleasant. Um, did so, it smell? No. I mean, it was sealed well enough that that didn't happen. It eventually wound up, I think, in a box in a basement at Gabe's place until a couple of years down the line, maybe maybe like eight years later, he's working for another band. And they are playing the same music festival as Public Enemy. And Gabe, being a brilliant, brilliant mind, brings Flavor Flav's cheeseburger with him manages to put it into the right hands to get it to Flavor Flav to get it autographed. Every festival's got like runners for like Willie Nelson needs a better bong and it's like someone's job to go get a better bong and bring it to Willie Nelson or whatever. Like, or say "Mm, Flavor Flav needs a cheeseburger. Someone has to go do that. I have one question. (laughs) Shoot. Um, (laughs) So when it's sealed, Mm -hmm. was it hard uh, I mean, as much as a day-old cheeseburger would be. So it was like a little bit squishy. It was a little squishy. So w- w- I'm just imagining like taking a, a Sharpie to this. Well, there's also a lot of plate. Ah. You know, I mean, there's, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a dinner plate, you know. Like oh, I didn't realize it was on a plate. Oh, I no, it's on a plate. We have a full on. I missed that part. We have Sorry. a full on plate with Flavor Flav's cheeseburger on it, just sealed in shellac. Is it a paper plate or a? No, no, it's Ooh. like a, it's, it's it's you know it's a quality dinner plate. <laughs> you know, not the fine china, but it's, it's nice. Okay, so back at the festival, it's, it's so he's hand, Gabe has handed it off. Gabe has handed it off. It goes through the channels it goes through, and when it is returned to Gabe, it is autographed by Flavor Flav 
to Flavor Flav. <laughs> and I, I mean, that somehow just makes sense, right? It kind of does, <laughs> for sure. I mean, as much as any of this story does. Like, what does it say? It just... says, to Flavor Flav, in Flavor Flav's handwriting. <laughs> and <laughs> from what I understand, <laughs> and Gabe got it back, and uh, now he not only has a shellacked Flavor Flav cheeseburger, but he also has an autograph by Flavor Flav. Should I be saying flavor or flavor flav? Oh, um, what's appropriate? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. I, I've, I've always just kind of said flavor flav. It sounds more natural when you just said it, and then when I said it, when I asked you that question, I said flavor, and I was like, right. oh, this sounds really, <laughs> this sounds really dumb. I mean, <laughs> I have a big question mark over my head. Mm -hmm. Have you guys tried to watch this live recording? You know, it wasn't until you asked me to come tell this story that I thought, I was like, oh, this probably exists somewhere that we can watch. Yeah. Like, I mean, they were filming it in theory. Um, however, I've never actually Googled. Well, we're on the case. Yeah. Right, Warren? I think, it's, I think he's got the legit burger. My name is Robert Patton Spruill. I guess I was the director of the music video shoot that occurred at the concert at the Middle East in 2002. It, well, it was really just designed to be B-roll for um, the video, Give the Peeps What They Want. And I've toured with the band in Europe and all over the place that when Flav's hungry, he will go get something to eat, no matter damn, damn, no matter what else is happening. And I remember him being gone for a few. I believe that the guitarist and everybody they did some solos and had fun. And then he came back, and I know for sure he came on stage with a small paper tray with 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 French fries and ketchup in it. But the Middle East is a restaurant. And I do recall that those were steak fries, which means I'm presuming he went upstairs and got himself something to eat. So what, I cannot confirm that I saw the actual cheeseburger, but if only one bite was taken out, I bet he got the cheeseburger, took a bite, dropped the cheeseburger, came back on stage with the french fries, and ate the french fries on stage. Whatever he feels he needs at that time, he's going to go for it. I mean, no one, I've never seen anyone that could pick up any instrument and play it competently immediately. Anything. So that's why him and Chuck are still together to this day, because, you know, all, every gray hair on Chuck's head can be traced back to something Flavor Flav did at some point. So there you go. No actual footage of Flavor Flav stopping the show and going to get a burger, but at least we have Robert's expert eyewitness account to verify. I want more episodes about food. This episode made me hungry. Really? It did.
like talking especially when he talks about the steak fries do you remember that Motorhead documentary where Lemmy like gets up in the morning and just makes some fries? Mm-hmm. That is awesome. <laughs> That's so gross. It's so cool. And then he goes and plays uh, like he gambles at that bar all day. That is a bleak lifestyle. <laughs> you know. I guess like if people knew you were always a regular at a bar, it'd be kind of cool just to like, that's a way to meet fans. They just come by and say hi. I would hate that. I don't want anyone knowing where I am ever. <laughs> you wish that you had a place where you could go where people who adored you could find you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is no such place and there are no such people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some listener out there that's. Oh, yeah. This is just drawing hearts over <laughs> over pictures of me <laughs> <Yes>. right now. <laughs> I'm yeah. so sure. So after we talked to Corey. He said he would ask Gabe, who currently has the burger, to look through his basement and find it for us. And last night, I guess Gabe went looking for it and couldn't find it. And so uh, Corey drew us a picture that we could use on our website. So check that out at personaleffectspodcast.com. You can email us at personaleffectspodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at pfxpod. And Facebook at facebook.com slash personal effects podcast. Thank you so much, Corey. And thank you, Robert. And Flavor Flav. Flava Flav. Flavor Flav. Oh, who I did reach out to via Twitter and Public Enemy's website mm-hmm. and Facebook. But he has been so far unavailable to respond to my requests for a comment. He's a busy guy. Oh, shit. We got to thank Pat. Oh, yeah, and thank, thanks again, Patrick Flynn, for doing our music. And Janelle Langford for our website design. Mm-hmm. Um, Till next time. Sayonara, suckers. Sayonara, suckers.